Welcome to this series on the glorious church. It's all about who we should be and who we can be before the return of the Lord. So this morning, I, I just have entitled this message from the rising of the sun. And uh, this series is about the glorious church. And this year, the Lord, even as we were finishing off last year, I was saying, Lord, what, is you, what are you speaking to us in this year? And the word that came over the course of months from September right through even into January uh, was simply refined, purified, holy. That's who we need to be. The glorious church declaring Jesus, Jesus overall. You, d- you deserve it all. all. You are worthy. Declaring Jesus for the joy of the Lord is our strength. So slightly longer uh, focus, but there's a reminder in the foyer every time you come in, just, oh, what are we focused in on this year? This is what we're focused in on, and it's, am I, am I there? Am I in that place? Am I allowing the Lord to refine me, to purify me, that I would be holy before him? We are part of the body of Christ, the church, this glorious church, and that Jesus Christ would be exalted, that we would declare Jesus over our lives, that we would declare Jesus over our homes, over our workplace, wherever we may go, Lord, I declare Jesus over it. My situations, all the things that I'm going through, I declare Jesus over it. As I began the service today, for from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created to worship. We were created to exalt him. We were created for his pleasure, that we would bring him pleasure in who we are, that we would bring pleasure not just on a Sunday morning during worship, but that we would bring him pleasure even as we would go about our day, wherever we may be, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, that the name of Jesus would be exalted among the Gentiles. Hallelujah. You might say, who's a Gentile? Anybody that's not a Jew is a Gentile. We're all Gentiles unless you're of Jewish descent. We're Gentiles. And that there would be an offering, incense, onto his name, a pure offering. And we're going to get into this. It says in first or Revelation 1, verse 48, and I want to read this, just about the who we are or should be before the Lord, okay? And part of this thing of, of worship and glorifying God and this, this thing of refining our worship, that what we offer to the Lord, that it would be refined, 
And we talked about <clears throat> refining when it comes to silver and gold. The process for silver is extreme. To refine silver is extreme. And it takes the furnace. It takes a flame. It takes a fire. And it, there's a melting of the, the, the silver. And because silver is, is always combined with other things, it's, it needs the, the things that are contaminating or attached to the silver need to be removed. And so the refiner <clears throat> for silver, the temperature of the flame needs to be just right. The temperature, if it's too hot, will damage the silver. If it's not hot enough, the, there won't be a, uh, the opportunity for the contaminants that are in the silver to come out. The amazing thing as well, and I've mentioned this now in the last two weeks, the amazing thing about refining silver is that the refiner has to wait until the exact moment to pull out the silver. Because if he goes longer in the refining, and so he's the refiner's fire, he sits He's sitting and he's waiting and he's watching for one moment in time. And it happens very quickly where suddenly there's a, the, the substance of silver becomes reflective. And he can see, you can see your image like a, a mirror image. He can see himself in the, the silver on the, the cover. It's, it's the right time and he pulls it out. And it makes so much sense. This illustration of the Lord refining us. And sometimes this re refining, it is painful to us. But then we say, yes, Lord, you go ahead, do the, the work that you need to do to get all the contaminants out of my life. I need the contaminants out of my life. They're, they're detrimental to us. When we have things of infection within our, our body, Unless we get that infection out, it can spread. When there's sin that so easily besets us, is if we allow and we hang on to that thing, there's, there's an infecting that takes place. And there's a damage that is done to us. It's detrimental to us. And so that these things, the Lord puts us in the refiner's fire so, so the image of Jesus is seen, that he is seen in us. That his nature, his character would be in us. So there's this aspect of refining us. So that we become more and more like Jesus. And there's a glorifying of God in all of this. In the Old Testament, with the worship, there were priests. If the king was not in line with what God wanted. He was the one, the king was the one that decreed, we are going to worship the Lord, or that he was going to allow it. He's choosing, we will serve God. If the king was a, a, a bad king, the, the, the priests, the things that they did were horrific. These are children of God, not acting like children of God. Today, when I speak, I'm, I'm going to be, try, I'll tr try to keep it that I'm speaking to myself because I'm speaking to myself here today. So that you don't feel like, hey, Pastor Dave's judging me. I'm, I'm speaking to myself. So, and I'm going to try to keep that 
that mold today. When I, the Lord has, well, let me read here quickly. Revelations 1.48, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, representing all the different churches, wherever, all different kinds of churches, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. He doesn't change. And from the seven spirits, that's the Holy Spirit, who are before his throne and are, they come out to us. We read that in chapter 5, that the seven spirits, the Holy Spirit is sent to the, to the earth and to the world. The Holy Spirit is here today. He's in a part of our life who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, he died for us. He came, he lived, he died, and he's ruler over the kings of the earth. All power and authority has been given to him. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and because of this, his death, his body broken, his blood shed for us, he has made us, he has made me a king and a priest to his God and Father. He has made you as a believer. He has made you a king and a priest. So the king, once again, makes decisions. The priest, depending on our decisions, the priest carries it out. Well, we are kings and priests unto God. What kind of king and priest are we unto God? What is our worship like unto God? Who are we before God? So we, as the king portion of our being, we make a choice. I'm going to worship God or not. And the priest part of us, if you would, is going to carry that out. So for myself, I, I choose what will be done, good or bad. Right or wrong, I choose. And there's consequences as a re result of it, good or bad. As priests, our ministry is to worship him, and it can be either good or bad. So our actions impact ourselves. They will impact others. So, once again, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this to myself so you're not saying it. Pastor is judging me. I have to examine myself in all of this as well. I'm, I'm not above you in any way. So from the rising of the sun even to its going down, we're talking each day from the moment we get up to the moment we go to bed. His name shall be great among the Gentiles. Is that happening? Is that, is that happening in my life? Lord, I examine myself. Lord, that your name would be great, would be above all. That Jesus would be declared over my life. Is Jesus in, over my life? Is he in my life? Is he over? Am I turning everything over to him? It says, in every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering. This thing of incense, it is a sweet smell, a fragrance that comes up to the Lord. And it is of praise and worship this morning. As we came before the Lord, there was a praise and a worship that went up to him. You deserve it all.
You deserve it all. You are holy. You are good. You are righteous. And you deserve all the glory. Lord, let the glory go up to you. And so as we examine ourselves, Lord, is my life, is my moment-to-moment existence glorifying you? And sometimes as, as I examine myself, it's like, oh, it's not good. Or I, oh, the way I spoke was not right. Or my, even if it's not even my speech, I don't like my thoughts. Or I don't like my attitudes at time. My attitude isn't right. Lord, let, let there be a washing and a cleansing of me. I need that. Because I want even my thoughts, my motivations, my attitudes to be right before you. Lord, because you deserve it all. You deserve all praise and glory, even in my thoughts and who I am. And so, Lord, that there would be a sweet fragrance that goes up to you in who I am. Not just on a Sunday morning. This was such beautiful worship this morning. The holiness of, of, of Jesus Christ. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. Lord, how I need you. Lord, let my life be one of purity and righteousness before you, of holiness before you. That your name will be great among the, the nations. This incense, the prayer and the praise that's offered to my name, a pure offering. The prayer and praise based on a pure offering. The only offering that is pure is the offering that Jesus made for us on the cross. We're going to see how this ties in. And you know, you know, listen, don't get tired of this in your lives. Don't push it aside. This is critical. A remembrance of who Jesus is, his body broken, his blood shed for us daily. This needs to be daily. Listen, and we're going to look into what the priest, what the priests were doing that the Lord God had issue with. Are we doing that? Am I doing that? The offering that I bring, does it defile his name? Does the offering I bring defile his name? Where is my honor? Where is my reverence? I want to I go now through Malachi 1 from verse 6. And then we'll, we'll touch a bit into uh, chapter 2. But, but just quickly to get a picture. You need to get a picture here. A son honors his father and a servant his master. Of course, or should be. A son honor honors his father and a servant his master and then i am the father if i or if then i am the father where is my honor and if i am a master where is my reverence says the lord of hosts to you to you priests who despise my name 
Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? Okay, so this, this Lord, the, the Lord is saying, listen, Dave, the way you are, it is not bringing honor or reverence to, to me. And I would say, well, Lord, Lord, where is it that I'm not honoring your, your name? Where am I not being reverent? It says, in what way have I despised your name? In what way? Now he starts to explain. You have offered defiled food on my altar. You might say, which altar? In the, the temple or at the, at the front of the temple was the altar, <clears throat> the brazen altar. It was on that altar that there was wood that was burning and it would burn and there would be offerings that would be laid on top of that, that altar where it's burning and would be burnt before the Lord. Different kinds of offerings. You had the burnt offering that was happening every morning at 9 and every afternoon and after, at 3 o'clock. The burnt offering went up regardless whether there was people there or not. It was going up. If people were coming to, to bring an offering. There was a peace offering. Once again, the sacrifice. When I say what was being offered, we're talking animals. A bullock. A bull one year of age, male bull in perfection. Or a, a, a ram, a lamb, male, one year old, perfect. Turtle doves. There were sacrifices that were being made. A sin offering. You might say, oh, I know what a sin offering is because of your sins. Actually, that's a trespass offering. The trespass offering was for the sins that you knew that you have committed. The sin offering was for the sins that you didn't know that you had committed. There's a covering for that as well. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was wrong. Lord, I didn't know. The sin offering. That's what the sin offering was for. Then there was a, a meat offering. It was actually a grain offering. It was, it was out of grain. And there, it was waved before the Lord. It says, it says here, you offered defiled food on my altar. The things that were offered, sacrificed, the animal that was being given was defiled. You say, in what way have we defiled you? So not only was the, the sacrifice not good, but it was the, the attitude in the, in the bringing of the sacrifice, it says, by saying, in what way have we defiled you? The food, well, and the Lord expands, the table of the Lord is contemptible. This word contemptible, if you're not sure, it means could be despised or to be despicable. But the one that makes the most sense in this regard is to be vile or in that being vile is worthless. Worthless. So the table, the altar, the bringing of the sacrifice is 
It's not important. It's worthless. What happens if we have this mindset of, because well, how does this tie in to today? Because we don't have an altar that is, we go to and animal sacrifices on it. But when we come into this place, that this would be a place of worship and praise, that this would be a place where the worship that goes up is not defiled because we just come in in our own righteousness. We're bringing our own righteousness in. We sometimes say, you know what, I, I have a hard time worshiping or even coming to church. Listen, if you have a hard time coming to church and you have an even harder time to worship and there's conviction, if you have a hard time giving praise to the Lord or even doing the things, Lord, we're, we're not even talking in church and you're having a hard time with it, it's because of where your worship is at. And we will see the effects of this is, is extreme, not just impacting us. Listen, it does not just impact you, but it will impact your children. And not for good. Listen, I'm speaking to myself here. So there's this attitude that worship, the way we worship, ah, we can fudge. Or we, we come thinking, well, this is acceptable to the Lord. What does the Father think of me in my view of His Son and His sacrifices, especially if, if I'm despising the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice? And I'm despising Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for me on the cross 2,000 years ago. We may say nothing with our lips, but our heart and our actions will speak it. That's what I'm saying. I have no desire to be in the house of the Lord. In fact, I feel conviction when I come into the house of the Lord. I don't feel, it doesn't matter if I come or not. It really doesn't matter. That we would realize we have an opportunity to gather, and the Lord would say, I want you to assemble together, especially as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Come into the house of the Lord. Come into my presence. Come together. We need to be together. And our actions, we don't say anything, but our actions and our choices. The king part of us says, you know what? This isn't really that important. And so we don't come. Or this isn't important to during my, my day to... That my life is a praise unto him and who I am at work. I'm one way when I'm around believers. I'm another way when I'm around the guys that I'm working with. So I can, you know, or maybe they don't even know I'm a believer. It's around the sacrifice. What is our sacrifice what can I offer in worship? Look at Malachi 1 verse 8. It says, and when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? So he, they were offering, they would look for, you know, those lambs or those bulls that were blind. Like we're talking the, the worst of, of all. And, and, and they said, well, you know what, we'll offer the blind 
because it's just an offer. It's just a sacrifice. We're getting rid of it anyways. So let's not kill the good one. The one that is without blemish. Let's offer the sacrifice of the one that's blemished. Is this not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor or whoever's in charge, whoever you're looking up to. Would you do that to those that you are? Hey, you know what? Hey, come on over. I've got, I've got food that's rotting. We'll get rid of. We'll, we'll have that. Oh, sorry. I had to empty out the fridge. It's going bad already, but I, I give this to you. It's like, offer then to your governor, would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? Now, as we go on in this, it is easy. Well, we're not offering the things that we think we need to offer the Lord, but when we offer what is acceptable to the Lord. And let me just... Sh- in the next few passages here, I want to jump to Hebrews 9, verse 11. Hebrews 9, 11. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. Because we can offer, the offering that we can bring, it is easy to bring. But it's, it's a choice that the king part has to make. And the priest then says, yes, let's do this. Or we're going to do this. We're doing this. So a choice and then the action following that is good. So Christ came as high priest of the th- good things to come with a greater and more perfect taber- tabernacle, not made with hands, <clears throat> that is, not of this creation. So we're not talking a temple in, in, in uh, Jerusalem, but is a much greater temple than that, a perfect temple, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. He he paid for us to be able to come in. And we can come in by his blood. We come into the presence of God by his blood. His blood. Jesus Christ's blood that was shed once and for all for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, that's what they used to do, to sanctify and and purify and make holy the different things, especially in the temple and even the people, there was always a a sacrifice of blood. And they were the blood of bulls and goats and and sheep, and, and they were burnt on that altar. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So what we offer, it's truly, it is the only thing it is by faith. My faith is in Jesus Christ, his blood shed for me. And so his sacrifice for me is what I bring when I come to worship. In fact, I don't let go. I do not let go of Jesus Christ and what he did for me on the cross. I don't let go. From the rising of the sun, or should I go like this, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. It is daily, every day. That's why Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciples, deny yourself, deny your effort, deny your righteousness, and take the righteousness that is perfect to take up the cross daily daily so we go through the day in the purity and the righteousness of Jesus Christ 
Hallelujah. So we are cleansed from our conscience, from dead works to serve the living God. Yesterday, as we were ministering, it was just, there was such anguish in the attempt, I need to get rid of this thing in my life. I need to get rid of this thing in my life. I need to get rid, I can't get rid of this thing in my life. And the harder I try to get rid of it, it just, it's there. It is there and it's plaguing me daily and it's defiling me as an individual. And there was this crying out for this thing that was playing. How, how do I get over this? And we're not just talking for a few days, we're talking for years. This plaguing. And the enemy coming and condemning and, 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 and there's a condemnation, a guilt and a shame that just put on you no good for nothing. Look at you. And we are receiving that condemnation from Satan himself. How can I get up and out of this? These dead works, and I don't want them. They're, they're, they're a decay. They're corruptible before the Lord. And it's a decay to my own being and my existence. The things that we do, we know that we, don't, that we shouldn't be doing and we continue to do them. And sometimes it's even just in our mind, the things that we're clinging to. Had somebody just say, you know, I've held things from my workplace, from the past. This guy's already retired. And he's just opening up the confessing of our faults one to another. He says, the prayer of a righteous man, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This thing of to confess, and there was confession. This last few weeks, there's been confession, even as we've come together to pray. A confession, confessing. And part of it was, let there be a praying and a directing. The priests, as we would go on, were supposed to teach the people. They were supposed to teach the people. Lord, that I would grab, teach them what? The Word of God. Lord, that I would grab a hold of the Word of God. And in this case, even I said to this brother, I said, you know what? Even as you confess, rather than, he was so upset about the things of the past that were affecting his future. Part of it was, you know what? You confess, you confess to me. You confess to the Lord. Confess to him. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. To let go of this attitude. It was bitterness within him that was causing so many things. And we confess to the Lord. We may confess to a brother or a sister our faults and our flaws. And the Lord cuts that root. And one of the things that just mentioned to this man, you need to stop looking back. You know, you need to stop taking that thing back, that, that bitterness and all. I'm, I'm going to take it back. I want to hang on to it because, man, they did me in. I want you to look forward to what the Lord has for you. Stop looking back. I need to look forward and I need to look up constantly to the Lord. My, the future that God has for us. Hallelujah. To cleanse us from uh, this conscience from your conscience from dead works to serve the living God and for this reason he is the mediator of a new covenant by means of his death of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant 
that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. The Lord is saying that the, the Old Testament uh, things were just pointing to this new covenant. The new covenant is in Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ. So his name, Lord, I, I, I declare your name and your sacrifice over me. You say, is it that simple? Yes, every day you declare Jesus over you and his sacrifice for you over you. Jesus, I declare your finished work on the cross over me. Your name over me, your work over me. I don't want to defile your name. I don't want to despise your name. Your name is above all. The second thing we can do, he, now he's done all of the, those things for us, but we need to declare it over our lives. I declare Jesus over my life. I declare his finished work, his body broken, his blood shed for me. I declare it over my life. You want to get rid of the garbage in your life in the refiner's fire? Because we get to the altar. We come to the altar. And we're on that altar. In fact, this is what it says in Romans 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's the least you can do. Lord, I give myself to you willingly, a living sacrifice to you. Now, your sacrifice is for me, and I give myself to you as well. That's why Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live in this flesh by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. Hallelujah. And so we give ourselves over completely to the Lord. Lord, I surrender to you. Yesterday was about surrender. I surrender to you. Can you imagine if we totally surrendered to the Lord? Everything. It's not like, oh, I want to keep this. I'm going to keep this. I'm hanging on to this. Oh, I'm not letting go of that. To surrender everything. Lord, everything. The things that I, I need to hang on to that are, are good for me, Lord, you will have me keep them. The things that don't belong, they're going to be taken out in the fire. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you want to have his will, his blessing done in your life, I give myself over to you. I'm under Jesus and his sacrifice for me. I'm under that. I give myself completely to you so that you can have God's acceptable or good, acceptable, and perfect will accomplished in your life. It's not, it's not done by hanging on to things. We need to let them go. Because if I don't, I will struggle from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The, the worship isn't right. So I'm struggling every day. Sun comes up. I struggle, struggle, struggle. Sun goes down. I'm still struggling. The next day, same thing. Again and again. And the Lord is saying, you don't need to live that way. Where are you at as king and priest? What are you allowing? What are you giving yourself over? See, when we really need him, 
Malachi 1 verse 9. But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us. Lord, I need your grace. I need your favor right now. While we're doing all this other stuff, will he accept you favorably? While this is being done with our hands, our worship and whatever, it's like, how is he going to respond? Lord, let my worship be holy before you. Basically saying, hey, there's areas in your life that need to be straightened out. That's why there's st- issues in our lives because they're not, they're not being taken care of. And the Holy Spirit is coming and convicting. We need to get, get it right. Lord, I, I, I'm letting this stuff go. My faith is in you. Who is there even among you who, w- who would shut the doors so that they're basically shut the doors so there's no more offerings given so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you. Basically, you're just going through the motions. You might as well just shut the doors. Don't have the altar. Let the fire die out because even with the fire, what you're offering is done in vain. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, nor, I, nor will I accept an offering from your hands. Close down the temple is what we're offering. What Dave, what I'm offering is not right before the Lord. Listen. If we repent, if you repent, whether you're a believer or not, if you repent of your sin, you'll become a very good person. You're a really good person. It's not enough. If we want to be a part of God's kingdom, it says repent and believe in the gospel daily. Okay, I can do that. The Holy Spirit convicts. I get rid of those things in my life. And I'm going to keep my faith in Jesus daily, what he did for me on the cross daily. This says again in Galatians 2.21, I do not set aside the grace of God. That's the favor of God. I don't set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. You trying to be a good person will not work. You need to, any repentance, any, our righteousness comes not through the keeping of the law, but through our faith in Jesus Christ. Otherwise, he died in vain. This is New Testament. Old Testament, nothing's changed. So my faith shifts even in my worship. If I go back to saying, well, I need to be a, a to keep this law or that or whatever. The Old Testament. I had, just in the last little while, in fact, yesterday, I, I read, somebody had sent me something, uh, emailed me something about uh, basically the importance of keeping the Sabbath, right? So the Sabbath would be Saturday. And it was like, if we don't keep the Sabbath on the Saturday, then basically we're not going to make it. Jesus is the Lord of the, of the Sabbath. Every day we should be in his rest. Not just on a Saturday. So it says he worked six days in creation and he rested on the seventh day. The issue that 
that God had with the, with the Jews that came out of Egypt, Egypt, Egypt was still in them. They were out of slavery, but they still held on to these things. They died in the wilderness. Those that were 20 or above 20 years of age, they died in the, the, in the wilderness. But there's this aspect of, for us as believers now, that we would be in a place of rest, not just on the seventh day, but that we would be in rest all the time. It says in Hebrews, it talks about them not entering into the rest, into the promised land, because of unbelief. Because of unbelief and disobedience, they did not enter the promised land. They died in the wilderness. The Lord is saying to us, I want you to be in my rest daily. Not just once a week, but daily. I want you to have that rest. And it's like, oh, is that even possible? I'm saying, yes, it is. And it's by your faith in Christ and Him crucified. I do not set aside the grace of God. In fact, it is because of the grace of God, His Son, giving His Son and dying for us, that I can be in the grace of God. Because if righteousness comes through the law of me trying to keep the Sabbath or all these different things, then Christ died in vain. I have my faith in something else. It's not in Jesus Christ. If it's not in Jesus Christ, if it's in something else, we're not in the right place. Lord, my faith in you. So here, there's this situation happening between Peter and uh, Paul, Galatians 2. He says, now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. So he's eating with the Gentiles, and the, the law says, well, hey, you know, you're things that are undefiled or whatever, you can't, you can't do that. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. I can't be with the, the Gentiles, they're uncircumcised, so uh, part of the law, and that was the civil law in, of the Old Testament. And Paul was sort of saying, what you, Peter, what are you doing? And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel. What is the gospel? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. They were not straightforward about this truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I said to Peter before them all, if you, being a Jew, live in a manner of the Gentiles because of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? You're enjoying the freedom that you have in Christ, and now you're putting the law back on that the Jews would have the, the old, the law, the covenant, the Old Testament. We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, we're not justified, we're not right before God by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even if what we, uh, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, for by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified. By faith. Is it that simple? But if you, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Is it because of 
Jesus that we, we, we fell in sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, what things did I put down? My faith in the law. I can't keep the law. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. So I put that aside. But if I build it back up again, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to go back. I got to do this, 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 and this. I build that things which were destroyed when I gave my life to Jesus. It's coming back into play. I make myself a transgressor. I will fall. I will transgress. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. So the law pointed me to say, you can't do it. You can't do it. You break the law. How many of you go over 100 kilometers on the highway? This was mentioned, asked yesterday. Okay, so you're all breaking the law, right? You say, it's not for me. I don't need to keep the law. I don't need to, because everybody else is breaking the law. I can break the law too. We can't keep the law. I, I, you know, as hard as I try to stay at 100 kilometers an hour, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to cause an accident. I'm just going with everybody else now. We can't keep the law. Try it. You can't. I can't. And they couldn't. And so that's why Jesus is saying, I have come. That we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For the works of the law, by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Goes on in verse 19. For I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. So the law pointed me to the fact that I can't do it. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. It doesn't come through the law. My faith is in Jesus Christ. From the rising of the sun even to its going down. My name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you profane it, in that you say the table of the Lord is defiled and its fruit, its food is contemptible. You also say, oh, what a weariness, and you sneer at it. To, to keep this thing of Jesus Christ and him crucified, ah, that's not where it's at. And you sneer at it. What a weariness. The sacrifice, the sacrifice, the sacrifice. Oh, what a weariness it is, the sacrifice. And you sneer at it, says the Lord of hosts. And you bring the stolen, the lame, and the sick, and you offer something else. You're not offering Jesus Christ and him crucified. You're offering something else. Should I accept this from your hand, says the Lord? Now listen. But cursed be the deceiver who has in his flock a male and takes a vow, but sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished, even to the point of saying, oh, here's a male, was female. Wasn't supposed to take female sheep or bullocks or bulls, or they're not bulls anymore, the cow. They're not to offer those things. And so those that were offering the offerings would say, hey, take something different. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. How serious is my worship before the Lord? Malachi 2, verse 1. And now, O priest, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear and if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. 
Yes, I have cursed them already because you do not take it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants and spread refuse on your faces, the refuse of your solemn feasts, and one will take you away with it. There's something the Lord is saying, hey, this offering, I'm, I'm cursing. Even the blessings that should be coming, it's not a blessing anymore, it's a curse. I know this is hard. I'm speaking to myself here because it's going to impact our descendants. Listen, as a parent, the way you are before the Lord, is it a detriment to your children or is it a blessing to your children? It's impacting. We impact our children. We're talking about from the rising of the sun to the going down the same. Lord, let it be right. So simple. Lord, I give myself over to you. I am under your name and under your sacrifice for me. Period. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we stand together? My covenant was with him, one of life and peace. This is what should be. My covenant was with the priest. He says in verse 4, he says, Then you shall know that I have sent this commandment to you, that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord of hosts. The Levites were the priests, the priesthood. And he says, this is what my intention was for you. And I want to end off on a very positive note. And if I could have the worship team come, uh, if, if you're able to. And we, we close with this, with a song. My covenant was with you, one of life and peace. He wants us to have fullness of life. He wants us to have peace. And I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and he was reverent before my name. There's an honor. There's a reverence before the Lord. Lord, I'm going to, your name is above all names. Jesus, over my life. Jesus, who you are, what you did for me, your sacrifice over my life. This is how I live daily, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. And the Lord is pleased. He, this is what he desires. The law of truth was in his mouth, and in, injustice was not found on his lips. I will do nothing that is of injustice. It's not even on my lips. Why? Because I fear God, and I fear his name. I reverence his name. I honor his name. I'm not going to defile his name. Lord, your name is above all. Don't despise his name. Don't despise his offering that he made for you. It is in that that there's life. He wants for you to have fullness of life. He wants to be set free from the things that are, are in your life to purify you. And some of it, there's a, a, a refiner's fire that's coming. is in your life and is already in your life. Some of the, the curses and whatever, that can all turn around. For the lips of a, pre a priest should keep knowledge, and people should see the law from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. And I'm telling you that, that now, and I'm speaking to myself here. Lord, if I have departed from your way, I would cause many to stumble at the law. Lord, if I corrupt the covenant that you made with the Levites, the priesthood, Lord, let me not. I, I, I ask for forgiveness in this. Lord, if who I am would cause negative impact to my, to, to my wife, to my children, to their families, Lord, forgive me. Lord, let there be nothing. Lord, that I would not go through life 
from day to day, from the rising of the sun to the going down, the setting of the same, Lord, I would not go and live my life in any other way but under your name. Under your name. Your name is above all. And under your finished work, your sacrifice, Lord, that I would not make it for nothing. Lord, you, you have died for me so that I can have life. You have died for us so that we can have life. And I just thank you for that. And I humble myself before you. Lord, that I would not be impartial or partial and say, I, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to hang on to this. Lord, that there would be a cleaning out even as there's a refining in the fire. Let there be a cleaning out in me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, where I've held on to things. Lord, the weights that are on me, they, they're weighing me down. And, and Lord, forgive me for hanging on to things. Lord, that I'll let go of them. In Jesus' name, let me let go of those things. Lord, I humble myself before you. I confess before you sin in, in the worship of my life before you. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, let my rising up from the moment I rise up to the moment that I fall asleep. Lord, let my life not bring your name shame. Lord, even if it's I'm by myself and there's nobody else around, say, well, nobody else is around. I'm not hurting anybody. But Lord, I'm making contemptible the, the table of the, of the altar. I'm making contemptible the altar. Lord, I'm despising the altar. Lord, forgive me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. One another Malachi 3.16. And the Lord listened, and he heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared the Lord and who would meditate on his name. Jesus, your name over my life today. Jesus, your name over my moments today, whatever it may be. Jesus, your name over them, even now, Lord God. I would meditate on your name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Lord, you will spare us and you make us your jewels. You see us as precious. Lord, take out all the stuff that doesn't belong in me. Take it all out. Lord, that I would be precious before you. Hallelujah. And you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Lord, I would discern, am I serving you? No, I'm going to serve you, Lord, with all my heart. My righteousness is as filthy rags. I'm not good enough. I can't be good enough. My righteousness is because of my faith in you, what you did for me on that cross, and I'm clothed with your righteousness. Not my righteousness. You clothe me with your righteousness. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest, we can come into the holy of holies by the blood of Jesus. We come into his presence by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that was blocking, that we couldn't get through the veil. It's torn open. That is, his flesh was broken for us. 
is through that that we enter into the presence of God, through his flesh, broken for us, torn for us, and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, by faith in him, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And we come in boldly into his presence. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we close with this song, I pray for each and every one here. Lord, if there's somebody here, man, they, they are not where they should be at. They would know, I just need to humble myself, confess my sins, and the Lord will forgive you of your sins as you give yourself completely to Jesus daily, taking up the cross, remembering daily what he did for me, for you as you would receive Christ into your life by faith. Hallelujah. So Lord, I just pray, let there be a new walk with us daily, that it would be a, a praise unto you, an offering of, of incense to you, a sweet fragrance to you daily from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Lord, this morning as, as the sun came up, Lord, there, this, it was shining, it wasn't behind the clouds. Lord, let this be a new day that we would walk in holiness before you because of your blood shed for us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can we begin to praise him, thank him for his sacrifice that we can come in boldly this morning. Lord, we thank you. Let's lift up our voices. Hallelujah. Lord, you are, even as there's a confession, Lord, these things are right in my life. You are forgiving and you are cleansing right now in Jesus' name. It's being washed away by your blood. Lord, being cleansed, the things of the past, Lord, cleansed by your blood. Even in the confession, my faith is in you, Jesus. I'm crucified with you. I acknowledge what you did for me on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin to thank him. We can come in boldly into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, your, your sacrifice for us was not in vain. Our faith is in you, Jesus, and what you did. It is not in vain. The grace of God, may the grace of God and the blessing of God flow as he rejoices in his children. Lord, those kings and priests unto him, those godly, good, kings and priests before him because of the righteousness of Jesus upon them. By his blood, we are made kings and priests. We are right before you. Hallelujah. Let our faith be there daily. In Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us, and we hope that the word you received was impactful and encouraging. We hope you can connect with us in person or online through our socials or website. Make sure you share this with others, and God bless you richly.